In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, the Holy One in Three, the God of the universe, the all-powerful Lord, the all-present Lord, the God who is and was and is to come, the God of all beings, the God who created the world and who thankfully is not us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to use my manuscript just so I get the name right. Are you royalty? Well, the Sovereign Colonial Society of Americans of Royal Descent That was the name. They want to know if you are. So if you're one of those people who has done your Ancestry.com DNA test, and you have found that somehow that you are in the line to a throne, which it ends up that a lot of people are in a line to some throne by some degree, well, this society, they want to know about you. They want to know about you. They want to know which throne that you are in the line of and where you stand in that line. Now, it's not real clear why they want to know this, but they want to know. There seems like there might be a plot somewhere in the background here that there's maybe like an assassination attempt of all of the monarchs in the world and we're going to replace them with Americans. I'm not sure if that's where they're going, but even if that's where they're going, that's only about 44 countries that still have reigning monarchs that have royal lineages and dynasties. And so you have these 44 places that that are, are ruled by monarchs, and this society wants to know if one day, maybe, you could become one of them. By the way, one of those is the Vatican. (laughs) Legit, it's considered a a monarchy. They they want to know, though. They they want to know. And, And the whole thing kind of reminds me of a movie from the early 90s, 91, King Ralph. Blake's excited. The, the whole premise of King Ralph is that one day a terrible tragedy happens in jolly old England and the monarchy is at risk. There's one person who remains in the dynasty of this family of monarchs and this person, well, lives in America and is very American. To the degree that this person is played by John Goodman. (laughs) And as they come to this guy whose name is Ralph, he becomes King Ralph. They, They have him become the King of England. And they find out that Ralph may be a good guy, but he's probably not the best choice for King of England. Because as soon as he gets in, he puts in a bowling alley into Buckingham Palace. He goes out to the bars and uh, seems to cavort with all of the wrong people. He falls in love with a woman who is not a royal. 
And the whole thing just kind of shows that, well, maybe there's a difference between being a king and just having that certain lineage. And so that gets us to thinking about today and thinking about Holy Trinity Sunday and what it means for us to have a God, to have somebody who is called Lord by us, another word for king who's called the King of Kings. What does it mean for us to be people who have a king? And more than that, what does it mean for us to be people who are called sons and daughters of that king? Because by extension, you are in the royal lineage. You are a prince and a princess. You are people who stand in the lineage and the line and the royalty of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit who adopted you in and brought you into his family as a part of himself. And yet so often in the midst of our royalty, in the midst of our royal calling, we are King Ralph and Queen Ralphette. We find that we are not good kings, not good queens, not good royalty. We find out that while we may be royal, we certainly fail at being regal. And that's something that we see in our actions day in and day out as we look up to a holy God. A God who is beyond us. A God who is something who is totally different than us in so many different ways. And that's really the refrain of what's happening in these readings. The Proverbs reading where God has created something as elemental as wisdom, something that seems to be beyond us so much of the time that that's a creation of God's, that that doesn't even encompass God, even though that seems to more than encompass us, that that is simply something that God created in order that this world might have some sense of order and some semblance of wisdom. And then in that Psalm 8 reading where it shows the glory of God displayed in his creation and all we have to do is look around and realize that we would be really bad at making sheep and trees and cattle. That we can't do that and that when we recognize creation, we recognize how poor of a God we would be ourselves. So poor in fact... That Peter points out to the people in Jerusalem that we wouldn't even recognize God if he came because when he came, we crucified him on a cross. And finally, in that gospel reading where Jesus is talking to the people who should certainly know who he is, the religious elite of his time, and they assume that he is a Samaritan and a demon. It all goes to show 
that we are not God. But there is some gospel in that fact. It's kind of an ironic gospel on a Father's Day weekend, this church celebration that seems to fall on Father's Day much of the time. Because on Father's Day, a lot of times we get this sort of cyclical thinking in our minds. We get this cyclical thinking of, well, I had a good father, and, and knowing what a good father is, or knowing what a bad father is, Knowing what a good father is by one of those two extensions, well then I'm going to attempt to be a good father myself and then hopefully my prodigy will attempt to be a good father or a good daughter or a good mother. And it's the same on Mother's Day. I had a good mother and therefore I hope to be a good mother myself and then that will continue on. And we start to think that that's how this works in terms of God. But that's not how it works in terms of God. It's not like you have a good God and now it is upon you to want to be a good God yourself. Because you're a terrible God. You make an awful God. You are not holy. You are not gracious. You are not merciful. You are not loving. You are not kind. You are certainly not three persons in one substance. You are not able to hear simultaneously the prayers of all of your followers. You are not God. And that is a blessed reality. Because the purpose of today is not to think about how we can be more like God. So that one day we can become God ourselves, but rather it is to celebrate the goodness and the singularity of who God is. Because God is a father. And a father does not want to share his fatherhood. If there was some other man who came into our lives and tried to steal my girls away, tried to become their father somehow, I would thwart them. I would push them away. If I had to, I would kill them. That is how our Father feels about us. And it is even how our Father feels about us when we are the person who is trying to take His place. He says, I will not allow you to be God. I will not allow you to be the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit. You are simply going to be my creation And you are going to live in the blessedness of what it means to be that creation. I am going to thwart your attempts to take my place. I am going to keep you 
from trying to be me. And yes, I'm even going to kill you in the waters of baptism. And to kill that idolatrous heart inside of you that seeks to become God itself. That is the God that we worship. A God who will not uh, let us attempt even to be regal. But a God who assures us that we are always royal. So with that in mind, may you go out into this week and may you live in a way that shows your royalty. And in humility, may you point to God as your only regal. Amen.